Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHGO Bulls Post Game, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app and be sure to use promo code CHGO when signing up. I am Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. This is my guy, Big Dave Watson. He is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. Bow! That's Joey with the back of Bows. Follow that man. Joey 1K. He is at Joey Spathis on Twitter. We are CSJO underscore Bulls. Our guy, Will the Goat Gottlieb, at the UC tonight reporting <laughs> from the game. Hopefully, we will hear from him later on in tonight's post game. Bulls fall to the Clippers. 108-103 is the final. Bulls dropping to 23-27 and on the season. Turnovers. Yeah. Turnovers. Yeah. Could I offer you, Dave? Uh-huh. Some more turnovers. Mm, I don't Would want you them. be interested in perhaps one or two more turnovers? <laughs> Is that are the apple? Turnover. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them. Um, the person leading the way for it was, was DeMar. Um, a career-high eight turnovers tonight for DeMar. Yeah, that, that was tough. That man. man, what was his problem holding on to a basketball? Yeah. Yikes. Yikes is right. And it started early and started often uh, with him in every quarter. You know, it, it, it was one of those things. And it was weird because, you know, we're not used to seeing that from him. So it was brand new to him. And, you know, I was telling Matt and we were agreeing that, you know, after this game, DeMar is not going home. Like, mm. DeMar is going to be getting up shots and working on his handles after the game. I can pretty much guarantee you that. Uh, but, yeah, he just had an uncharacteristically tough night uh, with the turnovers. Uh it was, it was weird to see. Like you said, he, he never had that many ever before. But the person I have seen get those turnovers was Zach Levine, and he ended up with six. So um, your, your two biggest scorers, you combined know. For combined 14 for 14 turnovers? Yeah, correct. They combined for 14 turnovers between your two biggest scorers. That's a recipe for a loss, man. That's tough. Um, also, it was one of those games where the Bulls actually shot really well. From the three-point line, they shot 50% from three. They were 12 or 24. Um, rarity for the Chicago Bulls to do that. That's still such a few number of overall attempts. Correct. 24. Correct. But you made 12 of them. But they made 12. They knocked down 12. I, I give them kudos for that. But, yeah, it just it really came down to the turnovers, and the, I think the biggest one was highlighted at the end. Uh, the, another inbounds pass, you know, from Caruso. He can't get it in. He throws it in to Zach or DeMar. I don't know which one. 
but it was a bounce pass, a low bounce pass. It was it was a bad pass. And Zach, you you know what Zach does when he gets it sometimes. He's gonna he's gonna turn that thing over, man. And that's exactly what happened. I I don't I, I guess I'm gonna have an issue with just the low IQ of the play that happens to this team in these moments, you know? And Alice Caruso included. This is the second time we see him, you know, do this. Um the last one he threw away, this one he threw away. But this one was different because he had a timeout. You know, you could have took the timeout, you know, to avoid the five seconds because Matt was calling it uh, five seconds. He was like, that's five seconds right there. And, yeah, so if he's seen it, you know, take the timeout. You got the time to do it. But didn't work out that way for the Bulls. Um, Going to take this loss and, yeah, got to move to the next one. William Peters from the comments saying it's not Zach's fault on that last play of the game. You know, as Big Dave, you just mentioned, the inbound pass was not great. It wasn't. Caruso clearly was rushing one to try right. and get it in to beat that five-second call, which Agreed. I seriously, I could not believe it didn't It didn't come. <laughs> he was holding that ball for 10 seconds. Um, but it, it was one of several just bad, ill-advised plays down the stretch from your key guys. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, Zach, before that, took, I think, what most people would say was a questionable, at best, three-point shot. And he got bailed out by a foul. Yes, he did. Then he goes to the free throw line. Bulls are down two. He got a chance. You step up, make three three free throws. You give your team a lead with less than a minute to go. No, he bricks the first two free throws Hard. of his three free throws. Hard. <laughs> DeMar had one of his eight turnovers on one of those other late possessions yeah. where he starts from the left elbow and tries to drive to the hoop, mm-hmm. tries to put a spin move, mm-hmm. falls down. Yeah. I mean – Multiple mistakes late in a game that you gave away. Yeah. Uh, 15 to 21 from the free throw line for, for this team. Just not going to cut it. That has to be better uh, from the line. Like we said, DeMar missed two. Uh, Zach, Zach's two were probably more glaring because, like you said, they could have gave us the lead and, uh, you know, changed the entire tone of the basketball game. Because, again, that was a bad shot <laughs> that, that he took from that three. I, that was ill-advised, in my opinion. But, but yeah, like the Bulls came out. And they started out hot, like we've seen them do in these past uh, few games. They came out really, really hot. Uh, everything was kind of clicking. Everything was going. They went up by 21. And like Matt said, he was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And that shoe dropped in the second quarter. <laughs> like, they just came back and they ran. I believe it was a 24-3 to run uh, they went on, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And got themselves right back into the game. Uh, Bulls still took the lead in the halftime, but you you knew it was, you know – it was going to fall apart soon. And credit to the Bulls, it didn't fall apart totally. Like, they were still in this game, and they had plenty of opportunities to come back and win this game. Um, it's just they they really have an issue with the IQ, <laughs> and, and that's really what bothers me in the fourth quarter. Their fourth quarter IQ, the way they just make plays and, and try to, you know, move the basketball and who they're looking for just gets low. I understand what DeMar does because DeMar is like, I'm going to shoot. We, we understand that. Uh, Zach, it's like he doesn't know if he's going to shoot or pass when he starts dribbling. Uh, Caruso, we've seen him turn that ball over. Uh, all of them. Uh, and and I, want, I, I was screaming for the ball to be given to Vooch. Screaming <laughs> for the ball to be given to Vooch throughout the game. He clearly was hot. And was he on a heater, Matt, early on, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, like he had a few drilled threes in a row. He got a bunch of good looks inside. He, he had it going early and often. Yeah. I saw somebody else in the comments saying, you know, like when after, when the Bulls made that little run in the fourth yeah. to take the lead back, uh, or, or to trim it down, rather, because, mm-hmm. you know, it was, I think, what, Clippers were up by eight or nine, and then the Bulls got it down to one. Correct. That that happened through Vooch. 
Yes. That happened through Vooch. The Bulls built their lead through Vooch. He was 10 of 15 tonight. 10 of 15. It's pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good. I, he should have had, you know, at least eight more shots. You know, like, they, they couldn't find him. And, again, what made it frustrating is the Clippers went with a small lineup. They didn't, they didn't run their big guys out there like that. Like, Nicholas Batum was guarding, you know, Vooch. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to get him the I ball mean, in Zubac was giving the Bulls fits on the other end. Exactly. With his offensive rebounding. Exactly. He was. But also, when the Bulls went small, they immediately looked for Zubac. Like, they were like, oh, Zubac Shakur, here you go, sir. You got that. <laughs> handle your business. Do your thing. You handle the ball. And so many and ones for him. You know what I mean? And then that was just fun because we got to watch him shoot free throws. <laughs> I told you that he looked like. free throws are wild. I told you he looked like Frankenstein the first time he stepped on the basketball court. Like, His free throws are like Dennis in the last dance. Like, boom, over here. Boom, over here. Boom, this way. Click up there. Yes, man. It, it was funny. But I, I just like the fact that they, they were able to recognize. Like, you see that team's IQ, which is why I love Tyron Lue. Like, he's just such a really, really excellent basketball coach. But you saw the IQ just really high for that basketball team, man. They they didn't make the mistakes. I was thinking about what you said in pregame, Matt, how you talked about the similarities of these teams and how how one team, you know, has a better record and mm-hmm. the Bulls should have that same kind of record. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you saw tonight why. You know, it's the IQ you know, of the team. You saw it tonight. Um, on the floor, you, they didn't make those same kind of mistakes, those mm-hmm. same kind of turnovers. They didn't get down on themselves when they went down 21. It felt like par for the course for them. They were like, no, nah, we'll get it back. Even terrible shot because, you know, we got Drummond, they got Reggie Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like They have their own things to deal with, but they, they knew how to overcome. And then they just ran it through Paul George and uh, Kawhi Leonard in right. the fourth quarter. Kawhi got a switch onto Vooch out at the top of the key. Oh, cook. Just crossed him over and buried one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they they drew smart fouls. Yes. Got yes. you know, got to the free throw line. They just they they played a way that you should play when you're trying to close a game. And the yes. Bulls yes. can't figure that out for the life of them. They haven't figured that out on a consistent basis. They have not figured that out yet, man. And yeah, that's that's what, you know, leads you to an L. That's, those are the things that will take you directly to A-Town. <laughs> our, our guy Marquez said, the Bulls win this game by 17 if Dalen Terry plays eight minutes. <laughs> For those of you who aren't sure, that's our guy Marquez being sarcastic. I, I saw Mark getting into it the other oh, day man. about. You know, I, I saw someone in the comments say, you know, the reason for Zach's turnovers uh, is because, you know, he, he has to handle the ball because – they don't have a point guard. Yeah. That's not true. Zach has always just been that kind of player. Even when they had Lonzo last year, he still was having games of six and seven turnovers. Like, that's he, just what it he's is. He's never had strong handles. That's it. You know he's what I mean? He's never like, had strong handles. It's, it's, it's a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a crazy, you know, athlete. Yeah. And he has incredible ability with his slashing and his first steps and his speed to get to the rim. And he's got a filthy jump shot. Yeah. Handling yeah. has never been a part of that equation. It's always been an issue for Zach. Look, I'm just look, I just quickly looked at the first 12 games of the season last year. He had three games in those 12 where he had over five turnovers. Like, that's just what he does. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's what it is. He had five, one of five, one of six, and, and yeah. one game of seven. Like, 
That's you know, what it is. Bro. As of right now, Bulls fans don't have much of a choice unless the Bulls do something drastic to just right. accept Zach Levine for the flawed star that he is, warts and all, knowing that turnovers are an issue. Right. But as I saw somebody in the comments say earlier tonight, it's like, you expect those turnovers from Zach? It's the head-scratching ones from DeMar Correct. that I Correct. think leave Bulls fans tonight feeling a little lost Completely agree. and sad. Completely like, agree. dude, DeMar, you're our guy. You're yeah. our rock. Yeah. And he could not hold on to the rock tonight. Yeah, and like, it, like to save his life, he could not hold it, on. To it the literally basketball. feels weird to watch him struggle yeah. in a Bulls jersey. It does not like what it, it just felt very strange to me. It's not normal, and all I think about is when they played the Clippers, is him getting fifty. Like that's what's in my brain. You know what I mean? Like that's what I remember. It that game going down to the wire mm-hmm. and Demar doing Demar things, uh, and they were just like turnovers that he would just dribble off his foot, you know, or he just lose the handle on them. I mean, they were really glaring, and I like how you said it. You were like, they're glaring because you're not used to seeing it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not normal but to watch him do that. But he he was doing it tonight, man, and he tried to power through. He still – it was a reason that the Bulls were even in the game, for sure, in that fourth quarter. He still hit some key buckets. But even when he tried to make moves to the bucket, uh, he couldn't get that lift right correctly. The layups weren't falling, you know, when he was getting there. Uh, got to the line only six times, you know what I mean? That's not, you know, normal for him. Uh, he gets the line more. He was frustrated with that. You know, you saw him yelling at the refs, you know, about those things. So, yeah, it was it was just not the norm for DeMar DeRozan. And, you know, it added to it, man, and, you know, cooked it up and handed out the ales hot, fresh on the platter. <laughs> I see a lot of people in the comments talking about AK and Eversley and, you know, what they've built or, you know, where they are being stuck. Our guy loved Dave saying, I think Acme needs to be real with the fans and just tell us all that this is the plan. Um, We're one day closer to that trade deadline on February 9th. Today is the last day of January. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow it will be February 1st. And then then that February 9th trade deadline looks even closer. But we're basically a week and a half away. Yeah, we are. And the Bulls now are one loss closer to a losing record. As they as as they near that day and that final hours countdown about whether or not to do anything about this team, TikTok. we've started to talk about a few of the whispers and rumors that are around the NBA trade market right now. Is it bullshit? Is it bullish? Mm-hmm. We're gonna do some more of that on our off day show tomorrow. So come back and join us for that. Join us, won't you? But I mean, if you're AK and Eversley right now, this is another loss. You are now twenty three and twenty seven. I think this loss dropped the Bulls from tenth to eleventh. In the East, if I'm not mistaken, depending on, you know, other results from around the a league tonight. But, yeah, this now – you have lost the tiebreaker to Indy currently. Right. And you have a virtual tie for 10th and 11th. They're yeah. 24 and 28. You are 23 and 27. Yeah, and, and they were – coming in, they were, what, a game out of eight uh, coming into this one. So, yeah, man, like, it, it just hasn't been clicking, you know, for them. And They're running out of time. Yeah, the time is tick-tock. TikTok, y'all. Tick-a-talk. I think that's an app that the kids use. Is it? Is it? Is it mm-hmm. thing? Joe, so. you heard of this? He's lying. He uses TikTok. I know <laughs> okay. for a fact he does. I know for a fact that our boss has made him. Uses? <laughs> as Sorry. in present tense? Not for fun. Not for leisure. But don't act like you've never made a TikTok, okay. Matt Pack. But that's why I was clarifying to you. Uses present no, tense? Correct. That's, Do I that's, have an account? Yes. Yes. Did I make a few TikToks when I first downloaded the app? He did. Yes. He did. Did you stop immediately as soon as anybody 
as, as soon as the wind died down regarding we have to make Peck do more TikToks. <laughs> have people forgotten about that? I'm done doing the fucking TikToks. Not his thing. That's man. what he did. It's not his thing. I, it's not, not even I mean, my, it's I not my thing. You know. I made a TikTok account. That's for the generation that's even, <laughs> that's a generation younger than me. I don't even think it's a young person. That, like, I know plenty of people. Older, well, okay, yeah, you're right. But it's just, you're right. I'm just saying it's just not him. It's not, you know well, what I'm it's saying? for it's sure not, not that pack. You know no, I mean? it's not either of you guys. It's just not how we wrote, man. <laughs> Our head of content, Kev, is in the comments saying, make more TikToks, pack. Look at him. I don't wanna, Kev. <laughs> I don't wanna. TikTok is stupid, and it's for the children. And I so am our, a man. Our trick to get man. you to make TikToks is to just say, like, no. Make the wheel. No, we're just making YouTube shorts, Matt. No, it's fun. It's <laughs> so the same, change the name. same thing. Just change the name. It's the same like, thing. No, we just take the YouTube short and then put it on TikTok. Yeah, so, oh, okay. perfect. Yeah. Well, that's just a call him now. Like, maybe he'll respond to it a little bit better. What'd you if say? You, if you just say YouTube Shorts to him, like don't say TikToks. Like, no, we Matt, say YouTube, YouTube shorts. shorts. We say Instagram Reels. There you go. He likes Instagram. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's say like my things. dad. My dad likes to watch Instagram Reels all the time, and he's like, Ugh. I'm like, you know, you're basically just watching TikTok. He's like, No, TikTok's <laughs> dumb. I'm like, That's literally that is you are literally on TikTok. I love it's George, just but <laughs> I I agree with George Spathen. Yes, Shout man George. has some logic behind that because yes, I I use Insta. You know, and I use it to follow NBA players who are more active on Instagram than they are on Twitter. Yeah. I use it to follow accounts of adorable, like, puppies and kittens. Yeah. Because it just, you know, it gives you those little heart smiles throughout the day that you need. Yeah. And to keep in touch with my friends who, like, I don't see on the regular. Kevin said Joey's unto us. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm with it, Kevin. I'm trying to. I shouldn't have told Peck what the, what the whole strategy was. That's my fault. Stop and hit the video. Chatty if you Pathis, like this. Man, you got to be who you are, sir. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's true. I'll never live that gotta one down. You got to be who you are, sir. got to be who you are. It's also, it's just like another app. Like, ugh. Yeah. I've been using Instagram since like 2010, yeah. all right? He's normal. He's used to it. It's just part of my system. It's a relationship. Part of my system. Yeah, it's a thing, man. Never wanted to make TikTok part of the system. Did you use MySpace when it was a thing? No. No, never did? No, I just went straight to Facebook. Okay. Because okay. I like, Facebook was just becoming a thing as I was going off to freshman year of college. Okay. Like 2005-ish. Okay. Joe, hit the, did you hit the like. We need, we need more likes. Sorry. Hit the like button. Because we're talking a lot about social media. It got me thinking yeah. about likes. Pew, pew, pew. What'd you ask me? Did you ever use MySpace? Never. Okay. That's before my time. I did. Yeah, have, I know. I had, a, fa I had a Facebook. MySpace faded before Joey was born. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm just asking. <laughs> I, was, I was just asking. I was just checking. Facebook was, checking. was sweet, though. He wasn't around. He was not. He was a twinkle in George's eye. <laughs> you know what Kev, I'm saying? That's that. No, man. I'm sorry, but no. TikTok is not better than Instagram and Twitter. It's not. Nothing's and you better than Twitter. Sir, you are a father. <laughs> Kev. All you need. So, I mean, I'm sure everybody in the comments knows, but, like, you know, the TikTok is very curated to your algorithm. So, you know, it, you watch a couple videos. It analyzes which ones you watch the most, which ones you interact with. And then it starts feeding you videos that it thinks you like. All we need to get Peck on, me. we need to get Peck on a couple times. All of a sudden, he's going to be on his TikTok. Oh, video of guy eating meat. Oh, I like that. Oh, video of Michael Jordan. Oh, I like that. Algorithm <laughs> figures him out. All of a sudden, he's... Scrolling every night. Yeah, but that's what I do on TikTok. <laughs> I, or I mean, on Instagram. Exactly. So the, okay, the algorithm's got you. Uh, Enough yeah. TikTok talk. Yes, Kyle Williams, I definitely remember Black Planet. Absolutely. <laughs> I definitely, definitely, definitely uh. remember Black Planet, my friend. Absolutely. Wow, what a time. Flipside, a.k.a. JR from Grand Rapids. We need Matt doing a dance on TikTok. Oh, it's time for the peculator. It's <laughs> time for the peculator. We really, yeah. I don't really want to see that. Don't. Yeah, you that. don't. You don't need that at all. Dave bro. doesn't want to see no, that. No, no, I do not. I don't want to see don't, that. No, don't do my boy like that, bro. <laughs> don't oh do him like God. that. Don't put him out there like that. 
Um, Absolutely not. I see uh, our guy Justin in the comments talking about Pat. Um, mm. I want to touch on Pat coming up li- later on tonight's post game because I thought he had some wonderful moments tonight. He did. Silver lining. We'll talk about Pat coming up next. We got to first take our quick break here. Hey. Sharing some fr- uh, words from our friends and sponsors. While we're doing that, do us a solid. Hit that thumbs up button. Them that lights, y'all. Mentioned. What's going on, baby? What's going on, baby? Hit us up with that. What's the Take to get a like around here. Yeah. <laughs> JK, you just give us one of them thumbs it's in, in whatever due time is suitable to you. Yes. Today's episode of Post Game brought to you guys by our friends at FOCO. Chicago, we've got you covered. The best coverage for your favorite Chicago sports teams. That's CHGO. Mm-hmm. So get fit out in the best sports gear around. FOCO has you covered from Soldier Field to the Madhouse, from the north side to the south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Mm. Get decked out like tomorrow with apparel from the leader in sports, merch, and collectibles. FOCO, maybe you're looking for a perfect gift for the football fan in your life. Maybe a little Valentine's Day football gift? A little bit. For your special someone? Come on. <laughs> Gug them up. Do the FOCO. Do it. Maybe you're uh, trying to fight that Lake Michigan breeze because <laughs> holy balls is cold in Chicago. Holy balls. Yesterday, today, it's been some cold ones. Mm. Get yourself some layers that are Chicago sports themed yes. and get them from FOCO.com. Check yes. out their website, FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO, and you will get 10% off your order mm-hmm. at checkout. One more time, that's promo code CHGO at FOCO, F-O-C-O.com. Dot com, baby. You know, nobody wants to see Matt Pegg, you know, doing dances on TikTok. I nobody wouldn't say nobody. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> But I know what they do want to see. One person does. <laughs> I do know what they want to see. They want to see you absorbing those 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, or probiotics. And, oh, my Lord, the TikTok dances. The adaptogens. Ah-ha! Help them start this day right. We're talking about AG1, y'all. Athletic Greens. That special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and your health. Aging costs you less than three dollars a day. If you've been getting all those supplements yourself, you're investing in that all-in-one nutritional insurance. Vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. And it does all this while supporting that better sleep quality and recovery and mental clarity and alertness in your brain and your mind too. Your mind too. <laughs> Over 7,000 five-star reviews, y'all. Recommended by professional athletes, including Joey Spathis. Recommended by these people. Get on down because it's AG1. And, of course, we'll go Gottlieb. Highly recommends it as well. This man over here mm. highly recommends it as well. Every day. Every day. Oh, I'm so proud of him. Yes, to make it easy. Ethic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and five of those free travel packs with your first purchase, all you got to do is athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. It's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance because it's Athletic Greens. You scoop it, you dump it, you shake it, you drink it, and what you do, pay? 
You feel it. Ooh. <laughs> Every day. Uh, that one right uh-huh. there. That was awesome, sir. So, Jeprox asks, uh, has Peck thrown a hat yet, or is he like the rest of us and now completely numb to the pain of watching this team let us down? You'll have to be more specific. Have I thrown a hat during the post-game show? <laughs> or have I thrown a hat tonight? Right. Because those are different answers. Correct. This hasn't left my head since we started post-game. It left my head several times. While I was watching the Bulls fall apart. I can confirm yet this. again. Um, I can confirm this. This is true. It was uh, the frustration of that loss was setting in. Uh, and, but you wanted to get into... Uh, I want to talk about Pat. Young P. For a hot sec. Because we were talking about him in pregame. Yes. And the fact that Billy Donovan was like, Hey, Pat, if you want to grow your game, instead of this, do that. Yeah, he did. And then what did we watch him do tonight, Dave? Mm. <laughs> he did There stuff. was that... His dunk, the ferocious dunk, ferocious. came when? When he attacked to close out. Yes. And then instead of pulling up for a mini Come jumper, on. Come on. kept attacking, Talk. got to the basket, mm-hmm. and threw one down. Salama, lama, ding dong. It's like, oh, maybe he listened to Billy talking about him. <laughs> yes. He heard him loud and clear. And he did it early in the game, Matt, because you saw him get the ball on the break. He makes the move. He gets to the middle. He gets right to the free throw line. And it looks like he's about to pull up and just take that jumper. But he stopped, dropped, shut him down, and opened up shop. Oh. No. That's how Patrick Williams rolled. He sat there and he looked. He said, the lane is open. No, I will not take this jumper. I'm going to go ahead and go straight to the lane and get that dunk. We talked about that in the pregame. You know what I'm saying? Like him seeing that, it just coming with repetition and stuff like that. I thought that was a great move by Patrick Williams. I love that he had six rebounds as well. Like, I noticed him grabbing rebounds. You know, it's the best compliment I can give him. Like, I noticed it. Like, he was using that athleticism and, and his strength to mm-hmm. go in there and do those things. But, yeah, 11 points, six rebounds. He only had eight shots, one of three uh, from the three-point line. Did get to the foul line because he was grabbing rebounds. So, he definitely got to, he got uh, a chance at a pair of free throws like that. But, Overall, I thought it was a solid game, you know, from Pat. Of course, you want to see more. You want more shots. You know what I mean? You want more opportunities for him. But I love the six rebounds, and I, I want to see that more commonplace, getting six, getting seven, getting eight rebounds like that from Pat. The scoring and all those other things would definitely come. Um, he feels like – it looks like he's getting more confident uh, within that. But he was definitely getting a lesson tonight, though, as well, guarding Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, he was getting a lesson. It's <laughs> like Man. straight up and down, bro. Man. Yes. He was. Yes. Um, I mean, just as impressive to me as that, put the ball on the floor, get to the rack, absolute flush from Pat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I want to say it was like the very next possession. It was either that or the like, second after possession after that dunk. That out of nowhere, driving and looked like he was running out of real estate – flings a one-handed oh, lefty pass yes. all yeah. the way to Io in the corner, yeah. who then knocked down a three. That was awesome. Yay, Io hit a three. Yeah. But I'm that pass from Pat, Where? how did he have the vision to make that pass? No idea. That That is epic levels of passing These yeah. are the things NBA court. I agree. That we see people talking about in the comments when they're calling for point Pat. Like, that was something he did a lot in high school and college. He would you know, grab and go, get the rebound, and initiate the offense. And I think that's why I think a lot of people still have just really high hopes for him, myself included. He's shown, you know, at a couple different levels that he's got some real juice on ball to be more than just, you know, score a guy that can go get his, but can create and be more of a winning 
player and facilitator and set up guys. So, you know, that I think all of those are that's what excites me even in a loss. Like it's exciting to just see a couple of plays like that. No, I, I completely agree with you. Like he, he definitely has that ability. And when you can make those passes, like Matt said, uh, that makes you more comfortable with him having the ball and handling it. You know what I mean? And, and letting him pass and facilitate and find those things. We were just trying to – well, at least let me speak for me. I'm just trying to, for him to get his selfishness up. <laughs> that's what I want more of, more selfishness from Patrick Williams, you know, because that's what this team needs. I know we, need, we definitely need facilitating, definitely need all those things. That is very important. But those dunks, those three-pointers, you know what I'm saying, like teams having to game plan for you, that is more helpful right now for the Chicago Bulls. Um, than the complete player that I know that he can probably become. But he's got to get more more selfish about that, you know, about his scoring. And you're starting to see a little bit more of it. You know what I mean? You see him doing a little bit more, uh, more coming along, you know, getting more comfortable doing those things. But I just want to see more. I think that dunk was was really honestly proof of that. Mm-hmm. I, you, you ain't seen that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All season long, dog. <laughs> to make that move and to go up like he did, like he went up with bad intentions. You know what I'm saying? And – then the look at the bench after he did it to eye his boys down, like, you goddamn right I did that. I'm Patrick Williams out here. Oh, oh, yes. I loved it. So, yeah, more of those things from him, man. And, yeah, I think the facilitating, though, Joey, is a great point. And I think, yeah, that will definitely come the more selfish he gets with the ball. He'll find those guys because teams will start, you know, playing him much differently. It's, you know. It's nice to see little things from Pat, but you know I, I've seen a lot of people in the comments saying you know it's it's still it's just like half of the puzzle piece is missing with Pat. Like yeah. he'll have games where he'll show you something like that dunk, or he'll show you something like that incredible whip pass, mm-hmm. or really solid defensive possession, sure. and then he'll just kind of wander off and disappear into the ether <laughs> for large stretches of the game, and you're like, yeah. well, no, where'd that guy go? Where'd that guy go? Yeah. Uh, I, I do feel like he has hit some sort of next gear stride in this like month of January that's now coming to a cl- He looks it, like it makes me think of something Billy said about Pat. I can't remember if it was a tail end of last season or early this season. It's like, just make the other team feel you out there. Yeah. Make the other team feel you. I remember him saying that. Yeah. I do remember that. I feel like he's been making his presence felt yeah. more on both ends of the court recently. Yeah. And it's just all you hope is that. He continues to, like, fill in the gaps yeah. of those moments on the floor. Yeah, and, and honestly, it's, it's wild because I remember early in the season, he was on his way to the bench. You know, he was on his way being benched and being out. I remember doing a show <laughs> with you in Studio B early in the season, and it was, like, the umpteenth time in a row where Pat was like, eh, 27 minutes, 25 minutes, 23 minutes, zero yeah. points, one rebound. And we were like, what the hell? Yeah. What? I mean... <laughs> What the actual hell? They were like, bring in Javante. Like, bring, and then Javante got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what changed the whole trajectory of it. It Hopefully it lit that fire under him. But also, Billy Donovan stuck with him, you know, at that same time. He stuck with him. And you're seeing just the growth of, of a guy uh, like Patrick Williams, man. You're just seeing his growth getting better every game. So it's, it's, it's a little slower than you would like most guys to be. Because it feels like he's learning basketball again sometimes when I watch him. Like he's learning a whole different kind of game. You know what I mean? Like He's like, no, I'm used to you know facilitating, passing, dunk, doing all that. No, I don't need you to do that. You know what I mean? I need you to guard the best player on the other team, and I need you to score. And I need you to, like you said, uh, let the other team feel you, make your presence felt out there. 
that's new to him. You know what I mean? That's that's really a new thing for Pat. But he's going to have to get used to that because you're built like a cyborg. So that's what we're going to use you as. You know what I mean? And he's getting used to it. You see it. You see the glimpses. You see the things on it. So, yeah, you just want more. Just give me more of it. Ten shots a game. You know, give me them six rebounds like that. Score them points. Hit them threes. And, you know, we'll see where we go in next game and next game and next game. Uh, Connor in the comments saying, I feel like we'd be talking about Pat differently if we didn't have these three ball-dominant players. I almost want to see this version of Pat on, like, the 2019 Bulls where mm-hmm. the offensive opportunity was there. Okay, okay. Maybe, you know, maybe Pat's development in these years one, two, and three is different if he is on a younger team. Yeah. With less talent around him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but that was something else. And we played the video for Billy's at, at yesterday's practice in pregame. That's one of the other things that he highlighted when he was just beginning to answer his question about Pat's development. He had a really weird rookie year because there was the COVID year where things were all hectic and haywire weird. and they were playing with shortened rosters and all that stuff. The world shut down, guys. And then a wrist injury basically killed the middle seven-eighths of his season. We were at that game. And and now he said this year he feels like recently Pat's finally making like a rhythmic yeah. progressive step or two. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, he he had to overcome a lot in the first couple of years. Yeah. No, and I I definitely think it's something to uh when some something to it when when people say uh he, he has to have no other option, you know, out there. Like the Minnesota game is the game I think of a lot. There was no other option and no other way he could help the team other than just be the best player on the floor. You know what I mean? Like, when he has no other option, he's like, oh, okay, well, now I'll just do everything. You know what I mean? But now he's in a position now where he's got DeMar, he's got Zach, he's got Vooch. He's thinking. You know what I mean? <clears throat> everything is a thought for him. It, it has to make sense like that to him before he can react and move and do things like that. Because that Minnesota game, he, didn't, he just did it. You know? It wasn't no thought. He was like, well, I'm the best. You know what yeah. I mean? Let me go out here and do it because that's exactly what I'm looking at on the floor. So, yeah, man, it's just second time, just going through the motions, going through the pains. But Patrick Williams, I think, is still going to be a really for, good for player. a guy that was drafted in the high lottery. Sort of has a weird trajectory. Obviously, came in in that first season, and the Bulls were not great. But he comes in, and now he's playing on a team that has like playoff aspirations. He didn't get two or three seasons to play on a team that was playing for nothing, and he just got you know he got to be an empty calorie scorer and got a ton of on ball reps like. That's just not the situation. It is a weird situation for his development. Sure. But, I, you know, I'm curious to see if this situation and playing more as a role player, you know, when, when they, you know, if they do, if they hand him the keys, you know, at some point in the future, what's that going to look like? You know, yeah. if he has that in his bag, yeah. then is he going to be able to add sort of all of the things that he's learned through playing this different role on right. this team where he's playing alongside superstars. I just I agree with a lot of what these guys are saying is that it's just so hard to judge him until he's playing with the ball in his hands a little bit more. It's tough until he's playing his game, basically. Right. Yeah, I feel you. Which, you know, I'm sure and, and gives for, for, some Bulls fans pause. Jeff Brock's in the comments saying, you know, some of those descriptive words that you use to describe what Pat is trying to deal with and work through right now is – a lot of what we talked about with Larry Markkinen. Yeah, very true. Years ago. It, very it, true. it felt like from when they drafted him, he was sort of a, 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 a complimentary piece. Yeah. When they took him at four, and then, you know, they go out to make a move for Vooch, obviously months after. But I, it just never felt to me that they drafted him thinking he was like the cornerstone that they were getting. Mm-hmm. In, the same way that, in the same way that the Hornets stayed with yeah. the mellow ball. Right, or the right. same way that... 
I think the Timberwolves Anthony did Edwards. with Anthony Edwards, yeah. where it's like you're going to be our franchise, or at least one day you're like. I felt like they were sort of like you're a really good player yeah. who can contribute in a lot of ways, but they never saw him in that exact light. And who knows? Yeah. At least in the beginning. I mean, obviously, because you're right. Like if when you go get Demar, you know what I mean. You got Zach and you got Vooch. You're not like, hey, kid, you're the cornerstone <laughs> at number four. That's not the case. No, you're absolutely right with that, Joey, straight up. Uh, Joey, do we have some super chats that we need to get to? Yes. Let's chats that are super. Apparently, I sound like um, Joan Rivers. Do you know who Joan Rivers is, Joey? Yeah, she was like the talk show. Like com- She was a comedian. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I am, Joan Rivers. I'm a little congested, like a little nasally, so that checks out. Or clamped. That checks out. For clamped, that's Yiddish. Yes, uh, yes, I, <laughs> I lost my damn parlay because Levine can't hit his damn free throws. Ooh. As poor as the Bulls played, I keep telling myself at least it's not the Pacers tonight. Mm. I mean, that Pacers loss was bad. That was bad. You just brought back but, that memory. That I mean, tough. this was almost as bad. The, they coughed up a 21-point lead to the Pacers. Yeah. They coughed up a 19-point lead to the Clippers tonight. Yeah. But, you know, that had already happened before halftime. Yes. We all, you know, like, you know, Dave said, I... I saw that 19-point lead, and I was like, well, that was fun. Yeah. Now let's watch him give it away. Right. And they immediately give did. Give it away now. I mean, there was, you know, there was some back-and-forth action in the second half. Yeah, yeah, it that's, was. It's a quality opponent that you played, and that's probably why some Bulls fans thought, hey, we're going to pull this off because the Clippers are healthy and a good team. Yep. We beat them. Yep. We beat that kind of team. Exactly right. But, nope. <laughs> Instead, it's just another loss where you gave up a substantial double-digit uh-huh. lead. Substantial. Another one here from our guy, Manuel. He says, though this game was a tough loss, it was the defense. We played really good defense, but damn, my hype train is so low right now. Throw a hat for me, Matt. <laughs> That's for you, Manuel. Wow. Hat is tossed. First hat toss of the night. For you, Manuel. Eli. I think I also saw a Will in the comments somewhere farther back saying that they just came here for the first time live to see me throw a hat. So that was for you, too. Will. That was for, it's for the people. For the people. <laughs> got to give, give the people what they Got to give the people the hat toss, Matt. Oh, I like that. He's always about the people. Eli yeah. throws uh, 35 shekels our way. He says, good morning. Good morning good to morning, you. Good morning, Eli. Good morning. Boker Tov. Um, good morning. And AK, number one fan, AK, good always morning. appreciate you rocking with us. Um, 999. The Bulls, aside from turnovers, played down to a turtle place, to a turtle pace, allowing a disinterested Clippers team to tie and give away the game. Bulls, again, played not to lose. Why did we go away from Vooch? That I don't know, my friend. I was, like I said earlier, I was kind of screaming it. Only because he was so hot. Like, he, it was like, oh, this is working. This is clicking. And every time he would get the ball, he either would go score or he'd find somebody you know, who was open and get them the shot. Or he'd get them the ball, and that person, you know, the rhythm would begin with uh, Nikola Vucevic. And then they would come down, like, three straight possessions and not give him the ball. And guess what? They wouldn't score on any of those possessions. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. There, there isn't a rhythm. That's stuff that comes, you know, with a point guard as well, who can just say, hey, shut up. You know what I mean? Everybody, stop right now. He has to get the basketball. Here it is. Do your thing. You know, those are the kind of things you need, you know what I mean, on, on, on this Bulls team is that kind of person to tell them, hey, stop, chill. Let's do this. All right, let's get this settled in. Let's get this going. So, yeah, they're missing, they're missing that kind of thing. And 
Real quick, shout out to Io DeSumo as well because I talked about the assist. You know what I mean? In, a couple in of the those game. bounce passes in, into the corner threes were yes. real nice. Yeah, I talked about the assist in the pregame, and he came out, got four. He, went, he came out, got four assists, but you're right. Those two he gave Alex Caruso. Yes, yeah, They were like identical passes. Absolutely. Where he was going through the trees mm-hmm. in the paint and yep. then timed it perfectly, bam. Yes. Caruso got to the corner. Io fed him the bounce pass. Those yes. were nice. Those Very were nice. nice. But he did what I, what I like him to do. He got to the paint and then made the pass. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really good, you know what I'm saying, in that paint, making those passes, man. No, it was really good to see him get four. See, I was very excited about that. Like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. You should be averaging this, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, I, I thought that was a cool game by Io. He hit a three-pointer uh, as well. He contributed for this team, man. Um, so he played solid defense as well, too. Our guy, Eli, became a diehard. I just want to throw that hey! out there. Eli! Shout out to you, buddy. All the perks that are coming your way, sir. I don't even think you understand. Y'all need to be diehards, bro, like for real. Yep, go yeah, to allchgo.com. All Check it out if you yes, haven't yet. Man. Seriously, y'all, it is, it is so worth it. I mean, if you're a fan, not just of the Bulls, but just Bears, Cubs. Shout White, out I mean, to Parra, who's also a diehard. The, the, the perks and the things that you're going to get that come with that. Are just absolutely amazing, man. Honestly, it's, it's really, really cool. Love Dave was in the comments earlier. He just became a diehard. His shirt's coming soon. Come on, baby. He became a diehard after he saw the Joe Keem Noah video in Paris. So we, nice. love, we love that. So the tears were not in that's, vain. That's how you get people. That's <laughs> how you get people on board. That's right, baby. Tears of Joe Keem Joy. Tears of Joe Keem Joy. Yes. Oh, they rain that's, down. That's special. Once in a lifetime shit. Once in a lifetime stuff, guys. It happened. Oh, yeah. It happened. I'm still emotional about that. Really? I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you gone back and watched plus. that since it's happened? <laughs> I'm not at liberty to say. He's memorized that entire part of the vlog. <laughs> I'm not at liberty to say. Yo, Joey, that's, no, Joey, that's a lot. <laughs> Yo, that is a lot. That man can't even put a number on it, dog. That is a lot, oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, I've lost count. Oh, man. Morning, noon, and night. Like, like 3 o'clock in the morning. Run it again. Yeah, he's going home today after, after a long, stressful Bulls game. Right. Sitting down on the couch, cracking open a beer, turns on the TV. It's already on. It's already just, there. Right? Just on a loop. Right. Ah, nice. No, I just watch it on my phone as I fall asleep. There it just is. On loop. Just... just over and over again. Yeah, and then I have sweet, sweet joking <laughs> dreams. <laughs> my special boy. So special boy. <laughs> my new best friend, Joe Noah. New best friend. Uh, we got to take one more break here. Hopefully <laughs> when we come back on the other side, we will hear from our guy, Will the Goat. Uh, and <laughs> continue on trying to figure out what the hell the Bulls do now. Because, woof. Woof. Big Dave, tell the people about our friends at ComEd. ComEd, y'all. It's about that lighting. It's about getting it right. It's about getting it together. Just like I'm trying to do right now as I look for it again. Because it disappeared on me. But since I'm professional, I had it ready to go. And now I'm about to read it to you. There you go. It's the Comet Energy Efficiency Program. It is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about how. 
to upgrade the outdated lighting to energy and money saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and much, much more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-efficient than ever before. So visit comment.com slash powering biz, B-I-Z. Do this right now and start saving yourself some money and energy uh, today. To start a project, contact Conrad at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, email them at businessee e at comhead.com or public sector e e at comhead uh, dot com. I blew a fuse in my house before I got here today. Oh no. That's why I was, came in a little later. And and you know, but it was simple because you know I wrote comhead. So bloom bloom, hit that fuse back, got it back up, everything's smooth and running. Hey mom, love you. Were you were you cooking a pizza on the pizzazz? Is I that was blue fuse? I had two heaters going basically in the same room. <laughs> so Ro- Rob Z was in the comments earlier saying, you know, basically like uh, fuck this! I'm gonna go eat my microwave pizza, and I said, "Hey, man, this did suck, but get yourself a pizzazz." And I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what a pizzazz means. I just, oh, but I just, I just know I'm like, it. dude, you need a pizzazz. What yes, are you doing? Young, yes, Joey. Young Joseph never understood. Joseph never understood. <laughs> never understood. Joey pizzazz never understood. He man. never understood. You gotta get those on the black market now, though. Yeah, I know, Joe. Yeah, you gotta hit, hit eBay, man, or something, bro. Like you can't find them for the low. I'm saying to change your life. It changed life, man. Once you get it in your house. Dangerous, though. Dangerous. It's going to be awesome for you. You're going to love it so much. Going to love it. Speaking of things you love. What's that, man? I love DraftKings. Yes, you do. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand. Bring the hoops. Right here. This one. With DraftKings Sportsbook. An official betting partner of the NBA, our official betting partner at CHGO. I mentioned in pregame, this week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. And Mm -hmm. plus... For a limited time, all new and existing customers mm-hmm. can get a no sweat same game parlay every day. every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. And if that parlay doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Mm. It's a no risk same game parlay. Mm. They're the most fun. Of the betting to do in the sports betting world, we all know this. We all love our same-game parlays. Mm-hmm. It's a no-risk same-game parlay. Zero. Zero. Hello? Come on. Hello? <laughs> like Herm Edwards right now. Hello? Oh, speaking of hello, I just heard a jingle for the goat. Jingle jangle. So, download that app now. Use promo code CHGO. DraftKings, king of the game. We had to give it to the man in the middle who we wish we saw mo- just a little bit more of tonight. Nikola Vucevic with 23 points on 10 of 15, 14 boards, Ooh. four assists. Ooh. He did not have eight or even six turnovers. So we went ahead and said, you know what, Vooch? You're the king of the game tonight. The DraftKings, king of the game. Shout out. Take your time. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm lacking, so I'm going to do the sound effect with my voice here. Oh. Here we go. That's why he's the GOAT. <laughs> the GOAT. The GOAT. I, seriously, that's how we need to bring Will in for these segments now. I mean, there all the time. bring it to him like that, man. That's how he is. The GOAT. That's why he's guys, the GOAT. You guys seem happier than I thought you would be. <laughs> that's just because you're here now, Will. 
And you can make us feel better because, no, that was that was, that was shit. We're frustrated. <laughs> um, let's start with this. I saw a tweet of yours uh, with Billy Donovan's postgame remarks and then and then DeMar's. We'll get to Billy in a second, but one, I want to start with DeMar. It sounded like he was giving it to the NBA officials still after not getting a call that he, we saw him arguing for late in that fourth quarter. Can you tell us exactly what DeMar was saying about that? I mean, he was just trying to get himself fined. Uh, he basically just said that he got fouled. It's really frustrating because that's another play in the final two minutes that could have changed the outcome of the game, and it went the uh, the opponent's way. So he was really frustrated. He said he's going to be looking at the last two-minute report like the rest of us waiting to see um, an apology from the referee's Twitter account. And uh, I guess you can you can lump the Bulls in with the Lakers at this point. <laughs> it wasn't quite the same level of LeBron's overreaction from that Lakers Celtics no. game the other night, yeah. but you could tell DeMar was, he did not throw a temper tantrum. He did, he did not, did. but he, not. he was Express pleading his case. Well, after the fact, and, and you could tell DeMar was, <laughs> was heated about that. Yeah, he was not happy. I mean, generally like everybody was pretty unhappy in the locker room after that one. They felt like they kind of let it slip away. They had not only the 19 point lead, in the second quarter, but they also just had opportunities to close out the game. Uh, it seemed like the Clippers were kind of like trying to give it back up, like Reggie Jackson taking a bunch of contested long twos. That's kind of the recipe that you want, but they just weren't able to close out. I think they all feel like they let it slip away. And with all the turnovers and uh, just like the, the urgency to get this thing headed in the right direction before the trade deadline, before all-star break, it's it was not super pleasant in there this evening. Uh, you talked about the turnover. I see Connor's uh, mentioning the turnovers as, uh, as well, but it was it was just did he speak about this? Because it was just very uncharacteristic to see him have that many turnovers, especially at crucial points uh, of the game. Did, did he address that part at all? Yeah. Well, first of all, it was a career high. I don't know if you guys have mentioned that. I'm sure you have. Uh, eight turnovers is a lot. The Clippers as a team had eight turnovers. Um, Zach added six more, and I think the Bulls finished with 20, which was uh, the second highest mark of theirs, tied for the second highest mark of theirs on the entire season. So that in and of itself is just like a huge problem. But I think DeMar was really frustrated because obviously he's playing against great defenders that can switch one through five, um, and they saw that on the final play, which was another big talking point. Um, but you've got Kawhi, you've got Paul George, you've got Nick Batum and Robert Covington and Norman Powell and all these guys that can really defend one-on-one. Um, and he, he just felt like he was given the ball away, like unforced errors. Like obviously you have to credit those guys, but um, I, I think because of how uncharacteristic it was, I think there's part of it that's just on him for being too sloppy and obviously part of it on great defense, but he, he feels like he just gave away, you know, one or two or seven too many. One of the many turnovers the Bulls had tonight that kind of doomed them was yet another ill-flated ill-fated late-game inbounds play that went haywire, uh, just like we saw them do in one of their losses last week. I know from another one of your post-game tweets that, that Billy was asked about and was discussing that as well in uh, in his post-game comments, basically saying, yeah, we didn't execute that play the way it was drawn up. And you're like, oh, what, was Alex Crusoe nearly getting a five-second call and then throwing the ball away not the plan? Gee, go figure. What was the plan that didn't go as executed to Billy's plan? Well, they didn't break down the exact specifics of it, but when he was asked, 
he just said, we didn't execute. And then he was asked again in a different way. We didn't execute. And he just kept on saying, we didn't execute. Um, obviously, like I mentioned, the Clippers were switching everything. I think the idea was for Zach to get the ball. That was what Caruso said. Um, but he, both he and DeMar kind of split the same direction. And when you're switching everything, you just end up with four guys in the same spot. It's really hard to get a shot off. So uh, you're right. I mean, there's another late game scenario where you just like can't even get the ball in bounds to give yourself a chance. Another reason why they were so frustrated, but uh, just lack of execution. I think my read of it was that they weren't setting screens hard enough and fast enough. Um, they weren't getting into their sets and trying to like take advantage of, you know, slow movements on switches or any back cuts or anything that would have given them some breathing room and they just didn't do it. So um, just complete lack of execution all around. And I think you can put that on everyone. Mm. Uh, one, one bright spot that we thought tonight was uh, the play of Patrick Williams. Um, just liked how aggressive he was uh, that dunk that he had uh, when he went up and that was nice. Yeah, very nice. And then just stare down his bench, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm that dude like that. Like, those kind of things from Patrick. Um, can you talk a little bit about his game? Did Billy have anything to say about it in the uh, post game? It wasn't that kind of night where you really get to hear anything positive from anybody. But I've been giving Patrick a bit of a hard time about He's He's been good up for those baseline dunks and missing them, like Lowry Marketing style. And <laughs> I've been giving him a hard, hard time about some of those misses. So uh, I'll have to – let him know on what is it Thursday their next game that he got one down. But that I mean that was that's probably the best dunk in his career, right? That's a flex, ladies and gentlemen. I just yeah, want y'all to know that. That's and I, I agree that's <laughs> that's the best dunk of Pat's career so far. Yeah. Um, not not a great night from the Bulls bench. Will uh, I'm pretty sure they got doubled up uh, in scoring production by the Clippers bench, forty to twenty. Uh, I mean, you know, most of that from the Clippers side was Powell, but just. Not much of anything from Derek Jones Jr. tonight, and I've seen a lot of people in the comments, and I saw a lot of people on Bulls Twitter during the game talking about it. Drummond did make an appearance for one four-minute stint, but other than that, Bulls fans wondering, you know, what what what's going on here with Drummond in, in the sense that, like, basically other than a couple of very brief appearances, Billy's kind of kicked him out of his rotation. Some people maybe even now wondering, does that have something to do with the fact that the Bulls are shopping him? And... He's healthy-ish and don't want to get him hurt before a trade. Well, I mean, I, I feel like he and Derek Jones Jr. were both kind of eh tonight. What did you make of Billy's big man rotation slash yeah, small Billy, ball? Billy's, Billy's been sticking with the Derek Jones, the five lineups with the second unit pretty much ever since that game. I don't even remember. It was at Washington a couple of weeks ago where uh, Andre had like four fouls in four minutes. And I think Billy just kind of had enough at that point. Um, they had been playing really well. I was looking at the numbers coming into this game. It's like plus 8.5 points for 100 possessions, which is like outstandingly good. I think it was like 92nd percentile. Um, so it's been working for them. But for whatever reason, um, when the Clippers brought Zubats back in the game and the Bulls were still going small, he was just dominating them. And I mean, I, I like the way that they can play, but it has flaws. It's not like a perfect lineup. It's not like the Warriors death lineup. So you can't get away with it at all times. And this was a situation where it just wasn't working. Um, I think Billy stuck with it a little too long in the second quarter during that, what was it? 23 to four run that the Clippers rallied off to get themselves back into the game and tied 50, 50. Um, but I think honestly, it's like, I I'm reading into this. So this is not, something that Billy said, but it just seems like he doesn't really trust Andre in those situations anymore. 
um, given the, I don't know, laziness or recklessness that he plays with. And, uh, you know, he has some premier skill set in terms of rebounding. And uh, you saw that in like four minutes, he had five boards tonight, but it's a matchup based thing. And they've been running with this small unit. I think this was a situation where they probably could have flexed out of that a little sooner, but it kind of cost them. I mean, they were, they were playing really well. They were up 19. And then all of a sudden, like Vika Zubats is like the one that, you know, pulls the Clippers back into a game. That's a little, you know, that's that's not the recipe for the Bulls. That's it for me, man. Good. Right, well, 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 well. Where did you get that jacket? Very nice. It's actually, it's actually a sweatshirt and a shirt over it because it's freezing cold in here. So looks super. Looks layers. super. Looks super comfortable and and very suave. You will doing doing the hard work in the in the unheated. Crevices of the United Center, the bowels of the United Center. <laughs> well, they like leave the doors open or something. And bowels uh, in your face. Seats, the media seats are like just directly, you know, straight shot from the door. So it's just cold in there all night. Well, get home safely, my Good friend. Would love it and uh, everybody, check out Will's thoughts on the Bulls on our website, allchgo.com. And, of course, make sure you are following him on Twitter, Will underscore Gottlieb. Adult. That's the GOAT. Joey Spathis is our producer. He's at Joey Spathis. This is Big Dave. Bow, BWL Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CSGO underscore Bulls. Appreciate y'all for hanging out with us during postgame tonight. Appreciate the super chats. Appreciate the live chats. Wait, 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 wait. Will, how, Will, Will, how many Jordans, how many pairs of Jordans do you have? Oh, right. Good call. Uh, I'm zero right now. Okay, we were right. Just making sure Pack Pack right. is currently in the lead. All right, continue with All the right. outro. Sorry. The, the bet I had in pregame, Will. <laughs> Bulls Chatty's are off tomorrow. This. We are not. We will be here in studio for a show at 5.30 Chicago time tomorrow. We're going to talk about more NBA trade rumors. rumors. Tis the season. The GOAT loves the trade rumors, folks. He loves it. Goat's a fan. Read his column breaking down five different Bulls proposed trade rumors that are going around the NBA Twitter sphere right now. Mm -hmm. It's great stuff. We will see you all tomorrow. Until then, for Joey, the GOAT, Big Dave, I am Peck. Appreciate y'all, Bulls Nation. Tough one. We live to fight another day. See you right. Be good. Peace.